Is it tacky? Yes. Do I care? Does it have any sort of influence? Does it have any sort of meaning? Is that my Is decision it... to make? Right, right. Is that any of my business? Also, no. You're listening to the Snob OS Podcast, the podcast for Apple snobs. Yo, this is Terrence Gaines, a.k.a. Brother Tech. And this is Nika Monford, a.k.a. Tech Savvy Diva. And welcome back to the Snob OS Show, the show for Apple snobs, where we talk all things Apple and then some. So we want to thank you back for coming back for another uh, week. And uh, we're going to get right into it. We're going to start off with the lowdown where we talk all things Apple. Um, I didn't get this information or I didn't wasn't a victim of this, but there was an Apple card outage for those who are listening to the show. Now, um, it happened earlier today. For those of you who are not Patreon supporters, you'll get this on Friday. By then, this will all be gone. But <laughs> at the time of this recording, there was a Apple card outage that may affect your ability to make payments, manage your card and see recent transactions. According to Apple's status page, the interruption of service appears to have started from six o'clock and kind of went all the way for the whole entire day till around four thirty, five o'clock when Apple put that their uh, outage was over. So it's just interesting that, you know, this popular um, digital only, there's no physical bank, there's no website. It's all built into your wallet via your phone, via your um, iPad or via your Apple watch to where you do all of these making these transactions or actually, you know, managing your account. So it was pretty interesting to see that that is actually happening. Of course, like I mentioned, I don't think I was doing it. Yeah, I wouldn't do anything today to where I use my Apple card, but there were some people who couldn't make payments I didn't hear about anybody that couldn't do any transactions, but some of these stories that I read to where people were, for instance, somebody was able to pay off a portion of their bill and see the transaction showed up in the wallet app during the outage. But, you know, according to, you know, Apple or according to the actual people who reported these issues, it varied. It wasn't a complete outage. You could do some things, but you couldn't do other things. So I just wanted to report that. I didn't notice anything either. And I guess I probably wouldn't. I mainly use my Apple card for like recurring payments Mm -hmm, because, mm -hmm. you know, I really don't use the card unless I'm buying something from Apple to get the biggest thing. So Mm -hmm. that's the way to kind of keep it going, keep, you know, some action on the card and then just pay it off. But I didn't, you know, get any indication that anything didn't go through or I didn't notice it. Yeah, me neither. So I guess that's a good thing. But according to Apple, like I mentioned, uh, the outage is already over. But if you did experience anybody out there who did experience the Apple outage, couldn't make a payment, couldn't see their transactions, things like that. Let us know. Drop a line. All right. So the next thing I want to talk about is iOS 14.6 is causing excessive battery drain. So uh, multiple iOS 14.6 users are complaining of accessory battery drain. Uh, Users on Reddit, Twitter and Apple support forums say their batteries are draining at an alarming rate. Users are also reporting overheating and problems with excessive power usage whilst while it's idle. 
So even if you're not doing anything, you know, nothing's running in the background. There's still a lot of battery drain. Again, this is another one I haven't witnessed. Me either. I was like, <laughs> I haven't seen anything. Maybe, you know, sometimes. Squeaky wheel gets the oil. Right. Um, many people, and we'll get into this later into For the Culture, you know, a couple of instances turns into everybody, right? When it's maybe five people. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but those five people are very loud. Right. And very noticeable. Right. So, you know, anything and it's Apple. Right. So anything that happens to Apple, you know, the even if you don't dog, even if you don't right? have an iPhone or even have this iOS, if you see somebody kind of, you know, downing Apple. The non-Apple folks are people who ate Apple. They just jump on and just like right, right. get those Twitter fingers going. Right. So as a result, they kind of kicked up some dust to where uh, people are people, you know, who how many? Two could be 200, could be 2000. But I personally haven't experienced this and I can't think of anybody in my family that has experienced it. But since it's out there on the Internet and there are some people who are reporting uh, battery drain in iOS 14.6. I guess there is some credence to that. So we just make sure we uh, put it out there to where if you are one of those people who are experiencing some sort of weird battery problems, uh, iOS 14.6 may be the cause of it. Uh, I don't know. Let me go back and actually look in the story. I don't see anything about Apple actually acknowledging there's an issue. I didn't um, see anything in the article to that effect. So. Right. I don't see uh if there will be any sort of future updates, I was 14.6. whatever, or maybe 14.7, because of course, in order to put in a fix, Apple has to at least acknowledge there's an issue and I don't see anything to where they've acknowledged it. So right now it's just some people on Reddit. <laughs> oh, Reddit. Oh, Reddit. Right, right. All right. So yeah, the next story I want to get into, um, we kind of talked about this when AirTag was announced. You know, one of the things that I put in a story that I write about the things you need to know about AirTags, my understanding of AirTags was you can use it to find things that are lost. So if you're in your house and you've got AirTags in your purse or in your wallet or in a backpack, it's lost. You can use the find my app, locate your um, click on the actual air tag, whether connected to keys, whatever, and it'll help you find that lost item. Same thing for like on a grander scale for like luggage luggage. Mm -hmm. If your luggage is lost in an airport or the airline says it's in Florida when it actually is in South Carolina, mm -hmm. you can probably open up the find my app. And kind of visually kind of see where your luggage is if it's lost. Mm -hmm. The problem with AirTag, not necessarily a problem. What people want to do <laughs> with AirTags is. Not what they're meant for. Right. Is track people, number one, which that's not what it's intended use for. And to find stolen items, which any thief worth their salt they're going to remove the air tag because it's not soldered, it's not installed, it's not physically welded to your keys or your luggage or your backpack or your wallet. 
All they have to do is remove that air air tag, toss it somewhere, and now you can't find your thing. So, of course, Mm -hmm. you know, but that doesn't stop the Internet to do its thing. So I found a story and I thought it was funny about Mm -hmm. and they, you know, people wrote about it because, of course, it's Apple and it's AirTag. It's the new thing. So they want to poke holes. Um, Someone used an AirTag to track their stolen wallet. But, of course, you know, once the person who... (laughs) found their wallet, found the AirTag, um, uh, discarded the uh, AirTag. So the user, the story that I'm reading from iMore goes on to talk about this guy who decided to take his wallet into the gym. He it's thought Gucci of Gucci wallet. Yeah. So they probably stole it because it was Gucci. Uh, right. Gucci wallet, according to him, is worth a hundred dollars. Oh, I'm sorry. He had a Gucci wallet and like a hundred dollars in cash and a couple of credit cards went against his better judgment and took his uh, wallet with the air tag in it into the gym. Of course, somebody rifled through his stuff in the locker, which he sounds like he didn't even have a lock on, which mistake. Number one, you took your wallet into the gym. Mistake. Number two, you didn't lock it up. Somebody took his wallet. He was able to use the uh, find my app because at the time he started tracking, he could actually see it moving. So this is in New York. So him and his friend, Got in their car, opened up the Find My app, and was able to watch the air tag as it went to different uh, train stations. Um, you know, once they got close to it, you know, come to find out the air tag, no wallet, no money was left in the middle of the train track. So clearly, the person who found his wallet found the air tag and said, Oh, yeah, we're not going to use this. Tossed it somewhere and tossed it. So, of course, of course. They were not able to recover their stolen items. So again, you know, duh, of course, you will not be able to use your air tag. As this guy found out, you won't be able to use it to find stolen items because again, like I mentioned at the top, any thief worth its his salt is going to disable, uh, turn off or dis- get rid of any sort of GPS tracking, anything that isn't natively built into your um, items that you want to keep up with. So I just thought that was interesting that people actually thought that they could do that may have worked, may have not, but that's not. It may work like in a car because Mm -hmm. it'll take a bit of time to try and find something that's small in a car, Mm -hmm. but something like on your person that they can easily see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because everybody knows what air tags are now. Right. My thing is now are people going to start, creating, you know, wallets or things where you can conceal right. the air tag in it so you wouldn't know right. unless you really kind of took the wallet apart. Right, right. Take take the un, undo the seams and mm-hmm. undo the stitching and things like that. Yeah. It seems like a good market because people are trying to use their air tags unintentionally for what it's used for. So mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, my last story in the lowdown is Apple plans to open even more physical stores, which on Mm -hmm. a normal day, you know, in a normal case, no big deal. Apple likes to open up these fancy, schmancy, beautiful stores with this perfect layout and the perfect displays for all of their Macs Mm -hmm. and iPhones, Apple Watches, so on and so forth. It's a sight to see. Right. But... It's surprising that the fact that post pandemic, when we as a society have kind of shifted our shopping experience online. So it is kind of curious or 
interesting to see that Apple has confirmed it has plans to open more retail stores despite a shift to online sales during the pandemic. Um, uh, Senior Vice President of Retail and People, Deirdre O'Brien, said Apple tends to add more stores to its lineup. According to Deirdre, that's because of the unique experience of seeing products in the flesh. They didn't have any specifics on any new places or new retail locations right now, but the post pandemic, uh, everybody's shift to shopping online apparently is not going to stop Apple from actually opening up their flagship stores. So I guess my question to you is, do you see yourself post pandemic, uh, venturing into an Apple store, uh, as frequently as you did in the past, or do you, is that ship sail for you? It's pretty much sailed, I think, for me. Um, I think what Apple is, the wave they're trying to get on, Mm -hmm. is they see that people are rushing to get back outside Mm -hmm. and in a rush to get outside. They've seen it with the airlines. They've seen it with sporting events. I think this is just the initial runoff from people being cooped up for 18 months Mm -hmm. and wants the, I don't want to say novelty, but novelty of being outside again wears off, Mm -hmm. I think people are going to stick with their online shopping because, again, we've been doing it for, you know, 18 months going on two years. Right. So it's just easier for people to order stuff and then have it shipped to the house. You don't have to deal with getting in the car, driving somewhere, walking around, parking, you know, dealing with people unless you're just that type of person and want to get out. But I think for a lot of people... It's just like, nah, maybe the initial, because I've been cooped up, might be a good idea. But then once you get back out there and see that people ain't got no home training, Mm -hmm. they're punching flight attendants, Mm -hmm. they are throwing water bottles at sporting events, people are getting popcorn dumped on them, water thrown at them. Somebody got spit on, I think, Um, Mm -hmm. Trey Trey Young from Atlanta. Atlanta Hawks, you know, so clearly people, you know, have this, you know, itching to get out. So maybe this press release is Apple's way of letting people know that, hey, we're still in the mix out here. We're still going to do things. Uh, surprisingly, to counter this as a in a personal experience, my last iPhone, I actually picked it up in the store because trying to get a first day iPhone is starting to become a little more, a little, not a little more difficult because everybody is starting to order all of the iPhones and, you know, the hot, hot products, mm-hmm. you know, specifically an iPhone are starting to order those more so online to where before it was everybody waited in line. That was the Apple experience, you know, iPhone launch day, everybody stood outside. They camped kind of like sneakers, you camp mm-hmm. out, the news is out, they report all the people in line, and you that's how you got your day one iPhone. Well, now everything is starting to sh- uh, shift to online to where now, for the past couple of iPhone releases, I've been up at three o'clock in the morning, refreshing my <laughs> MacBook screen <laughs> to get a new iPhone. And then, you know, if you're, if you're not within the first, what, 10, 20 minutes to a half hour of getting your iPhone status purchased and confirmed, the date starts, the ship date starts to push back and back mm-hmm. and back. So, for instance, if this iPhone, what are we on? iPhone 
uh, 13. 13 is coming out in September. They announce it. Oh, it's great. Everybody wants it. It's available for pre-order. What? Two, three weeks later. So we're into early September. If you are not one of the first people to get your iPhone confirmed and purchased, it's pushing back to late October and then holidays, November holidays. So, you know, all that to say all around the world to say, I think if you're smart or if you're savvy or you're looking to get around this whole, you don't feel like getting up at three o'clock in the morning, you know, based on how Apple announces and releases mm-hmm. things, you, it may fare better for you if you actually go to an Apple store on the first day to pick up an iPhone because everybody's starting to shift online. So I just thought that was interesting, mm-hmm. you know, and that may be a good tidbit of, you know, that may be one of my hookups for <laughs> October, <laughs> you know, go stand in line at Apple. You may be able to walk in and walk out within 20 minutes versus, like I said, if you're on the East coast, waiting up at three o'clock in the morning to refresh uh, iPad and iPhone and MacBook screen trying to get you trying a, to get a phone. Right, <laughs> trying to get a phone before they push the ship date back to we don't know. <laughs> Question mark. <laughs> right. All right. So that's it for the lowdown. Let's move into second string where we talk all things tech. Uh I've been on a a cryptocurrency, not binge, but starting to get more into cryptocurrency. Um it looks like Dogecoin value shortly shot up because uh, Coinbase, one of the more popular cryptocurrency wallets, you know, Coinbase recently IPO'd, it's on the stock market. One of the more popular ways to buy, sell, trade, and actually use cryptocurrency has announced that people who currently have Dogecoin, maybe you purchased it in another wallet someplace else, you can actually migrate or transfer your hmm. Dogecoin purchase, uh, purchases into Coinbase Pro. You got to have the Pro app and not just a regular Coinbase. But if you do have the Coinbase Pro app, you can, as of this recording, whenever you hear this, you can actually start to import or trans whatever the t- technical term is for it. You can actually start to bring your purchases, transfer them into Coinbase. No word on if you can purchase Dogecoin yet. I think uh, maybe last week or week before there was a story out that um, Coinbase will allow you to buy Dogecoin in, you know, a couple of weeks. So this is kind of like the initial stages of, you know, Coinbase bringing uh, fully supporting Dogecoin. And as an extension of that, you know, Dogecoin starting to get some sort of real value because According to everybody, Dogecoin started off as a joke. It's a meme joke. There's really no use for it. It's whack. It's stupid. Don't use it. Don't pay attention to it. But now the Coinbase is paying attention. Maybe you should pay attention to it. So, Maybe. right. So, uh, some, get you some stats here. Dogecoin, Dogecoin actually rose 31% on Wednesday, um, at two, uh, point 41 cent of the, in the wake of the Coinbase news. That pushed cryptocurrency's market capitalization to 54 billion, making it the sixth, the sixth largest token, according to data market tracker CoinGecko.com. So all that to say, like I said, the fact that Dogecoin uh, capital market capitalization of 54 billion is the sixth largest token. And there are hundreds of cryptocurrency uh, tokens out there. 
Maybe Dogecoin, you know, maybe you need to pay attention to it, you know. Maybe. <laughs> I've got a couple. It was the joke, so. Right. But now it's, I mean, if it has market value at $54 billion, mm. that's that's pretty serious. That's yeah. not play anymore. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I My, my if I put on my Negro Domus hat here, <laughs> <laughs> I think Coinbase will be the new gold. You know, instead of you putting your money in cash, instead of leaving your money in cash. Oh, uh, when everybody was trying to get it out and buy gold, right. get their money out and buy gold. Oh, right. I see it. Yeah. Instead of, you, we won't be paying for car washes and haircuts and movie tickets with cryptocurrency. But we may be doing is instead of putting my money in gold, instead of taking it out of the bank, you know, or leaving it in cash, I may hold my liquid assets in cryptocurrency. And then when I want to take it out, you know, I transfer it in, into dollars and then I go spend the money how I want to. But if mm-hmm. I've got a large amount of wealth, you know, I, you diversify your portfolio. You got some in stocks, traditional stocks. You got some in real estate. You got some in the bank and then you got some in cryptocurrency. So that's your diversification. Right. So mm-hmm. that's that's how I see it. You know, who knows? Maybe we will we'll buy a hot dog or cryptocurrency, but I don't think so. But whatever happened to all the gold gold hoarding people? You know, that kind of just, it was hot and heavy. Everybody was talking about it. And now it's just like, well, gold the, what? Right. Well, not, that, that'll still, I'm not saying gold will go away, you know. Oh, no, no, That'll no, still no. be a thing. But I think these new cat, new cats, the millennials, you know, the and new the, age folks. Yeah. The Zers. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to put them, they're going to hide their, not hide. They're going to place their money, their wealth as far as cash liquid into gold. I mean, I'm sorry, into, into crypto. crypto instead of. Like our parents and our grandparents was trying to put money in gold. All right. All right. So the next story, uh, grand opening, <laughs> grand closing. Uh, I got took a lot of this. <laughs> uh, Donald Trump's blog has shut down less than a month after the launch. So I think, you know, last month uh, he um, started this blog. I think the title of it was from the desk of Donald J. Trump or something like that. And this was supposed to <laughs> yeah. This was supposed to be his mouthpiece because it's Twitter alternative, right? Twitter and Facebook, which to, to Donald Trump's credit, you know, most of his popularity, you know, what he needed to say, the messages he needed to get out. He was very good at doing that via social media until they cut him off. Right. Twitter, and Facebook finally said, look, enough of this. We're going to close the stuff either temporarily or indefinitely. So this this blog was supposed to be Donald Trump's way to get his word out to his people. Uh, looks like that's not going to happen. Uh, they've decided to shut it down a month after its launch. Uh, a couple of reasons why is because it's not the same as social media. You know, people are on. Who, nobody's refreshing a website like that. Nobody's blog. nobody's See? blogging anymore. Back in 2008, 2000, you know, that was the thing. That was it. You had you had to have a blog to, to have be blog. anybody anywhere. So now like that's blogs are like that's five years too old now for. So for him to be behind the game and starting a blog, I don't think that was ever going to work. Uh, according to the story that I'm reading, the Wall Street Journal reported that Trump has engaged in talks with platforms like CloudHub and FreeSpace, never heard of them, uh, to become his new favorite messaging platform. Uh, Journal said that Trump isn't looking for li- isn't looking for equity in the new company, but what could be a licensing fee 
if he decides to join. So basically, so he wants them to pay him to be on his plat their platform. Exactly. Get out of here! But I read somewhere that they said that he the re- real reason he shut it down is because he found out he was only getting like fifteen thousand impressions. Right, right. So they were like, you know what? We need to figure out either a how can I milk it? Well, a b c and d. How do I milk this for some money? For money. Right. Because they're grifters. Ex- All they care about is the cash. Exactly. So, you know, uh, Donald J. Trump bringing, quote unquote, his masses to these new, maybe not really heard of um, forums or whatever these things are. They he said, Twitter. They've already pretty much, you know, abandoned Parler. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. but. And what but, happened to him starting his own media mm-hmm. you know super social media tv radio empire right right so if if this is any indication of that then he's got some tough sailing because again like you mentioned you know the benefit of to him for twitter and facebook is because people are there mm-hmm. and this is also an indication of his waning popularity well not just that just people A lot of people believe that if I have a following, if I have a user base, if I have fans, they will follow me wherever I go. You know, maybe Donald Trump is a terrible example, but there could be something said to the power of Twitter and Facebook because, you know, Facebook has however many billion people. Twitter, you know, it's just so fluid and so easy to use and so quick to get the message out. That's where a lot of news is broke. Mm-hmm. So that is going to be hard for any to recreate. Right. For any social media platform, any entertainment platform, any sort of anything coming after Twitter and Facebook, it's going to be tough for them. It's going to be tough for major heavy influencers to pull their users off of these platforms and onto something else. I don't think there's probably any single person that can have enough traffic to drive an entire social media platform. As popular as Beyonce is, as popular as the Beehive is, as popular as Nicki Minaj is, Lizzo and... I don't think there's any one person that can sustain and drive the type of engagement that the social media sites do because half of the engagement comes from people countering you. Mm -hmm. So if only his fans go to this platform, they don't argue with. They can't argue with each other. It's just going to be all, you know, rose petals. Vacuum. You know, cupcakes because they're all on the same page. They need that People to see what they're talking about. Or people who oppose them to be able to go back and forth. And they just aren't going to get that with just people agreeing with them. So I think that's why this doesn't work. Right. They need people to fight with. Right. And be opposed to especially these maggots. Right. Right. That makes makes sense, too. So uh looks like, you know, uh, Trump's having a tough time getting his message out there. Because like I said, people's like, yeah, but I like Twitter, though. <laughs> right. And I think he's trying to help his engagement by telling his followers that he expects to be reinstated as president in August. Oh, wow. So that's the 
the glue to try to get people to entice people to listen to him for a little while longer. Right. right. So, and some people are saying it's just another like call similar to the insurrection on one six mm-hmm. is that he's trying to recreate that again to get his name. Cause ain't nobody talking about him. Right. Nobody, we got enough going on and enough moving forward with the way the economy's going jobs and all this other stuff that nobody's talking about him. Nobody's thinking about him, and this is his way, I think, of of him insinuating himself back into the mix because he's realized you're you're bad. You're 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 not good. Right. Especially when they pulled you off of all these sites that you inflamed. Right. Now you're just some old guy. Right. You know, who was really horrible, who is really horrible, you know, living in Florida somewhere that nobody even cares about. Nobody cares about your kids anymore. Nobody cares about your surrogates anymore because most of them are getting ready to go to jail. Right. With you coming, you know, shortly behind me because I think one of the sons went on Fox and they were complaining about all the subpoenas they were getting. Well, you know, when you do things, you know, that's stupid. You know, you you win those types of prizes. Yeah, the chickens are definitely coming home to roost. Definitely. And this figure way out of it, and it's. Right. And his popularity, according to the Internet, it looks like, according to this failed attempt at a uh, blog, (laughs) looks like that's starting to wane as well. Exactly. All right. So that's it for Second String. Uh, Let's move into For the Culture, where we talk all things that's just happening in general on social media in general. Um, So you are a traveler. I am. Uh, you have made multiple references and you know, since we've been running this podcast that the way you travel is you look out for deals. If something pops up, you immediately jump on it. You know, not necessarily you're not a a planner as it relates to some of these trips. Something pops up, you book it and within, you know, maybe a week or so or maybe even a weekend, a couple of days, you're gone. Right. Yep. So that doesn't lead just me making something up here. <laughs> that doesn't necessarily lead to a lot of planning or prep time. So I guess my question to you is, do you put effort into how you look when you travel? Because in your specific um, experience, you travel on some cases in such short notice. Um, I do. I like to travel casually cute. Okay. Um, I don't wear heels or anything like that because that's stupid. Okay. Um, because I'm usually, you know, sometimes the one having to sprint down. Okay. The, um, Catch a connecting flight or you're just late <laughs> or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. So, and I like to be comfortable too. And, um, you can be casually cute. That's, you know, kind of my thing, especially when traveling. Okay. Because I want to be comfortable, but still cute at the same time. Okay. So two things that you mentioned that kind of fit into this first story about the culture for the culture. You said you like to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Two, you also said, (laughs) uh, wearing heels is stupid, right? For me. For you, right? Okay. So, uh, let's do the second one. Let's do, let's do comfortable, right? Okay. Uh, your idea of comfortable is you said 
what was it classy cute what was it what was the term casual used? casual casual cute yes so uh you you yeah, and you kind of briefly went over your idea of casual cute right mm-hmm. uh for comfortability mm-hmm. um do you see in your travels uh do you see other people traveling what is their general in general like a a mm-hmm. big consensus what do you see as a norm or regular when people travel what kind of attire do they have on what what kind of things that you see whether normal or just outlier something real weird that you've seen what's the weirdest thing that you've seen people travel in it runs the gamut i've seen People, of course, men, particularly in suits, um, full suited and booted. I've seen women in heels and full on designer outfits Mm -hmm. all the way down to people in fluffy slippers Mm -hmm. and pajamas. Okay. All right. So everything from that, (laughs) from the, I don't want to say to the low, but from extreme luxury down to nighttime comfort. Okay. So, um, to the second thing about the, <laughs> about the people in the hills being stupid, right? Uh, you know, that was something that you just said, right? But uh-huh. do you, do you attribute that to who they are? Do you attribute that them deciding to dress however they want to dress? Do you, uh, attribute that to who they are or how they want to be treated when they travel? What's your opinion of them? People who you see that are dressed differently than how you move when you actually travel. What is your opinion of that person or what is your outtake of that person? If I see them like fully dressed up? Well, just dressed oh. up in any so weird I, way. Yeah. For me, when I see people fully dressed up, I mean, it could be a bunch of things. It, I think a lot of times, specifically if it's someone black, mm-hmm. it's related to how they want to be perceived by other people in the airport, okay. whether it be the gate agents who check them in, mm-hmm. whether it be the flight attendants, whether it be other people in the airport, you know, they just want to stun a little bit mm-hmm. because you can be fully you know, labeled down mm-hmm. without heels. Mm-hmm. You can, all of your high-end designers mm-hmm. have loafers. They have, you know, kind of like casual wear. So you can be completely labeled down mm-hmm. and not have on heels. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I think it it has to me, in my opinion, I think that it does have a lot to do with the way that people perceive them okay. who may not see them every day. Because if you think about it, you're in the airport Nine times out of ten, you're never going to see those people ever again in life, right? Because you're you're all congregating in this one place to go someplace that else. Takes you somewhere else, right. and it could be somewhere as close as a hour flight or somewhere that's like a twenty three and a half hour flight. Okay. It runs the gamut. You could be going anywhere for a number of different reasons. All right. Yeah. So you, you've, uh, you've addressed the people who are dressed to the nines mm-hmm. on an air, in an airport or on a flight. Mm-hmm. What is your opinion on people who are dressed all the way down? Like you mentioned in their fluffy slippers and their pajamas. What is your opinion of those folks? I'm like, you could at least done something. Okay. But then at the same time, I'm like, 
I don't know where you coming from or where you going. Because a lot of people, I've done like late night flights Mm -hmm. and people do, if they're going to have to fly overnight a long place, Mm -hmm. they'll be super, super comfortable Mm -hmm. in their carry on, have Mm -hmm. the cute outfit. So when they land wherever they're going, they change on the plane. And when they get off the plane, they're ready to hit the town doing whatever. Oh, really? I haven't seen that. I have seen that where they, on their carry-on bag, (laughs) they have their makeup bag, they have their outfit, they come on in sneakers, leggings, and a hoodie. When they step off the plane, it's like they're stepping off the runway because they have their gear in their carry-on to be looking fresh for wherever they're going. Wow. Okay. All right. So I... Built all that up to kind of get in, lead us into this topic for this first topic for the culture. So Monique, the comedian, um, put out a Instagram post and I'm not, I was, I asked her for right. Um, she was in a airport or taking a trip somewhere, um, noticed that a lot of women, specifically black women, uh, were dressed in their, I guess, their. So I saw the picture, mm-hmm. and it was they had on their bonnets, they had and, bonnets on, had on, like, yeah, looked like they had some pajamas, pajama pants on, yeah, right, right. So according to you know, like I said, your statement earlier, they were super comfortable, super, super. comfortable. Yes. Um, Mon- uh, Monique made mention, noticed that, and made mention of it in an Instagram post. And I'm going to paraphrase to where she says, you know, what happened to, you know, you wanting to be respected when you travel, when you leave your house. My grandma and my family told me you got to look decent when you leave the house. And, you know, we're supposed to be we as in women, you know, this is me talking through her. We are supposed to be queens and queens don't dress any old kind of way, i.e. wearing their bonnets out of the house and having these comfortable pajamas and their slippers. What's wrong with wanting to be presentable or be respected when you are out and about, specifically in this case, in the airport? So that Instagram and I, I'm, you'd have to go actually look at her Instagram post to get the full of it. But that was like the gen, the the specifics of it. You know, when you leave the house, you got to be presentable in order to be respected, in order to be viewed a certain way. So, of course, she got some flack from that. And then she even kind of did a follow up on that to where, you know, she said, well, I'm unapologetic. You know, I will. You know, she listed her a couple of instances. I think she mentioned like Patti LaBelle and another lady that I'm not familiar with pulled her to the side when she was out of pocket, quote unquote. But she was at a show. So yeah. Right. You're right. doing a professional setting. And so you need to get yourself together. And you're Monique and you know, somebody mentioned that, you know, she is very vulgar. You know, she you know, in, in her you know, her, in her comedy. In her comedy, stand-up. very vulgar, yeah. very, you know, um I'm flamboyant. Do what I say what I want to say. Nobody can't tell me what to do. Right, right. So, you know, like but she did mention that when it was her turn to be checked, somebody pulled her to the side. So according to her, this is what she's doing for black women who leave the house, particularly go to the airports in their bonnets, in their pajamas, in their slippers. She's pulling them to the side. And if you felt some kind of way about me pulling you to the side, then I still love you. But somebody's got to do it. Right. So I guess my question to you is, 
all around the world to say, um, does Monique have a point to? No. <laughs> Before but I'll I got let you finish your question. <laughs> kind of don't want to finish it no more. <laughs> finish it for the for the people. For the people. All right. So does Monica have Monica Monique have a point to where when you leave the house, whether it be going to the airport, going to a job, going to the grocery store, whatever the case may be, how you look, how you present yourself is a indication on how people are going to retreat, treat you, or is this respectability politics? And what for those who don't know respectability politics is basically is like you mentioned earlier, you feel like you have to put out this perfect identity of you, how you speak, how you dress, what you say, the things you're interested in, and I'll just make it personal, black people specifically, specifically feel like we have to talk a certain way, dress a certain way, act a certain way in order to be respected by the populace. You know, is, is this, like I said, is Monique, does she have a point or is this respectability politics to where, you know, we feel like we have to, you know, be other than what we are in order to be respected specifically by white folks. I think it's full on respectability, respectability politics for me because of a lot of things, but let's start here. First of all, I am not dressing or getting ready for to be approved by the gaze of gaze of any one way. Mm -hmm. We always talked about, we always talk about, especially when it comes to women and black women, you have autonomy over your body. Agency, all that good stuff. Agency, uh -huh. all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. You get to the point where you have, it doesn't matter what you wear if you're black, you are still going to be likely in some form discriminated against. Mm -hmm. Let's take it back to the 60s when we had women marching in the streets and protesting, or even when they were just living their regular lives, going to the grocery store. During that time, they did have a certain way of dress. Mm -hmm. You would see black women, you know, in their dresses, with their pearls, with their purse, with their little heels. Mm -hmm. Those women were still hosed down mm -hmm. by the police. Mm -hmm. Attack dogs were still set on them mm -hmm. in these outfits. Oprah Winfrey, the Oprah Winfrey, billionaire Oprah Winfrey, going into Hermes to buy a purse and the store clerks not wanting to let them let her in mm -hmm. because they didn't think mm -hmm. that she could afford to be in there. Now, Oprah probably wasn't all dressed up, but let's be clear. She was, I'm sure, put together because mm -hmm. that's just how Oprah is. Mm -hmm. Me personally, I won't wear a bonnet or pajamas out of the house mm -hmm. because that's me. That's the way I am. That's the way I like to go out into the world. Mm -hmm. Will I go out in, you know, you know, workout pants and sneakers, hoodies? Of course, mm -hmm. because I still want to be comfortable, but I am not going to tell another woman what she should put on her body because she has that autonomous, autonomous nature mm -hmm. and agency over her body. I'm not going to tap a sister on the shoulder and say, you disrespecting us, you making us all look bad because I 
am not representative of all black women, just like they aren't representative of all black women. And trying to hold a single individual accountable for an entire population of people, mm-hmm. that's just, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. And again, there is nothing. If someone dislikes a black person, if someone hates a black person, they can be Gucci down mm-hmm. to socks mm-hmm. and it's going to be the same line of thought. And once we get out of the mindset of trying to please the white gaze, then we will be better for it because we've seen through this last presidency, even through this current administration, how people are responding and acting. There is nothing that I can do as a black person to make someone who dislikes me because of the color of my skin like me because of what I'm wearing. Right. It's not what you're dressed in. It's nope. not what you're driving. It's not what college you went to. It's not who you marry. You know, uh, Kanye West said it best. He <laughs> says, and I'll actually look up the lyrics because it's pretty, you know, look, early, early Kanye, he was on he to was, something. He was on, he was on it. He, he, was, sa- he was talking to stuff. Yeah, he says, we shine because they hate us. Mm-hmm. Floss because they degrade us. We're trying to buy back our 40 acres. And for that paper, look how low we'd stoop. Even if you're in a Benz, you still a nigga in a coop. Yep. So that speaks to the respectability politics aspect, because like I mentioned, there are some people out here who feel like I have to represent for all the black people because I don't want whomever in this specific case, white people looking at me and saying, oh, look at that black person. Look at what they're dressed That's in. One of them. Right, right, right. So you so you feel like you take on these you you wear a certain thing, you know, and it, like I said, it goes all the way up to where you go to school, mm-hmm. you know, what job you take, you mm-hmm. know, who you marry, you know, who you bring around your family. All of that is a a attempt at trying to put Find forth a chink in the armor. Right. Well, just just to put put forth an attempt to say, OK, well, what you're not about to do is treat me differently. Mm-hmm. You know, when like you mentioned it doesn't matter what you wear. It doesn't matter, you know, where you went to school. It doesn't matter what you wear on an airplane, you know, queen or no queen, you know, dressed in heels, dressed you're a queen in with your bonnet on, you're a queen with your bonnet on. Exactly. So, you know, for her to assume that these women think something other than just because of how they dress says something actually to her psyche, in my opinion. Because like you mentioned, it doesn't matter what she wears. You know, there's still somebody standing in line looking at her, whether she be in a bonnet, whether she in there, there is, there has been an argument in the black community, specifically in the female black community mm-hmm. where, you know, the, the question of the bonnet, you know, should it leave the house or should it not, you know, but even but that still same though, question used to happen Natural hair versus pressed hair. But I, I think she, but it's, it's a, it's a question of, you know, what the use is, right? Is a bonnet for anything other than keeping your hair protected while you sleep, right? That bonnet conversation isn't a, for us, isn't a, this is how 
black people are supposed to behave. It's mm-hmm. not a race thing. It's a, a bonnet's use. Is it for sleep or is it for something else? You know, people it's have, for hair protection. Right. People have tried to, you know, jazz them up. They've tried to put pretty colors on them. They've tried to actually, you know, kind of move or shift them away from a protective covering while you sleep to something else. Right. But yeah. my whole point to that is that has nothing to do with respectability politics. That's nothing to do with that has nothing to do with how people who wear them or do decide to wear them outside of the house, how they want to be treated by anybody else. I'm pretty sure that's the furthest thing from their mind. (laughs) Right. Because uh, am I expect, do I, am I expected to be treated differently based on what I wear? And conversely, am I supposed to treat other people a certain way based on what they had? And honestly, I've had to check my own self in instances when I see people wearing things, it's like, Oh gosh, that's wow. And then I realized, but I'm not wearing it. Right. I wouldn't wear that. But right. if you do, I mean, go with your confidence, girl. Right. Because that's, again, you have to take, it's not a mirror reflecting back on you. Mm-hmm. But say if I'm standing in front, I'm at the airport, there's this woman with her bonnet on, with her, you know, comfy pants on, her slippers on, whatever. She is not a mirror into me. Right. She is her own person. I am my own person. That's what she chose to wear. And that's her choice to make when she leaves the house. Right. Now, no, my personal opinion, you know, I I was trying, I was listening to what she was saying and I was listening to the people in favor of and support of and opposed. And I was trying to come up with my, how do I feel about this? Right. You know, of course I'm a man, so I really have no say. Uh, well, I mean, not not in a in a sense of, you know, my opinion of a woman, you know, really doesn't have any sort of, you know, indication on anything. But my my thoughts were my over overarching thought was. Yeah. I do think it's kind of tacky <laughs> that women wear bonnet where people just, you know, I, I, so let me make sure I Head even scarves. it out. All right. of those types right. of right. things. Um, I'm also equally as confused, or I think it's tacky for men to have their pants hanging off their butt, you know, but overall, that's none of my business, right? So that's so that's kind of like the is it tacky? Yes. Do I care? Does it have any sort of influence? Does it have any sort of meaning? Is that my Does decision it, to make it? Right, right. Is that any of my business? Also, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not. You also know. No. So, you know, the the whole idea that, you know, these women that she has surveyed doing whatever they were doing is some sort of reflection, like you mentioned, of reflection of her, a reflection of themselves, you know, or, you know, some sort of indication on how they want to be treated, I think is very far off the mark because, you know, that's almost like, you know, like she said, I'm going to tap you on the shoulder, you know, Don't tap me, girl. right. <laughs> you know, because that's almost kind of to her, it's like, a, okay, well, if you're dressed like that, then I get to treat you in some kind of And some, you know, and that, you know, not to make that leap, not to make this correlation, but, you know, we've always heard of women, you know, 
dressed up or dressed down, you know, maybe have on something more appealing, something more eye candy, you know, something tight, something loose, something revealing. And they get whatever they get, you know, addressed, they get approached and maybe get accosted. And our question is, well, you know, well, what were you wearing? You know, what did you have on to think, you know, right, right. And that's the whole point, you know, so imagine, and this is where I think people can't think outside themselves, Mm -hmm. you know, in Monique's case, you know, let's just, I'll just put this out there. Imagine if she, it looks like she's staying in shape, you know, according to her Instagram, she's exercising, she's doing all these cool things. And it looks like she's lost weight from when Mm -hmm. we've known her from being on the Parkers, Mm -hmm. you know, she's slimmed down a lot, you Mm -hmm. know. I can imagine her being highly upset <laughs> at somebody tapping her on the shoulder. Well, well, not not just that, right? She exercises and she gets to her whatever her ideal weight is or her, her ideal look is. Decided she's going to go out a night on out on the town, dressing something revealing, tight, loose, whatever she thinks is sexy. Goes out on a night on the town, dances around, and like you said, some sister taps her on the shoulder and it's like, hey, hey, baby, or in her words, or whatever she, sweet baby, auntie, sweet yeah, love. yeah, oh, auntie, I'm auntie, that you know, me and, well. right, and I want to talk to you, you know, do you know how you're dressed? You know, that looks a certain way. And what you need to do is you need to respect yourself a little bit more and cover, with, up. And cover up with you. You know, that <laughs> I don't. I, she was ready to fight. She would probably go Super Saiyan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and with her, like you said, like I mentioned earlier, with her vulgar, you know, attitude and her comments and the way she, you know, how she turns it on. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure, like you said, she'd be ready to tear that place up. And I don't understand why she can't take that same thought and apply it outside of herself onto her perceptions of what these women feel or think or behave based on how they're dressed in an airport. And let's take it to what she actually wore in the video. Right. <laughs> so she's talking. So maybe before this, I think it was a guy who took the picture of it okay. and posted it okay. and was like, this is what black women do. And I said something stupid, you know, mm-hmm. really pissed me off. But my thing is, Maybe a couple hundred people saw those ladies Mm -hmm. in the airport. And with his video, of course, it went viral. Mm -hmm. But she chose. Nobody asked her this. Right. She's not the auntie that she's not some self-appointed head auntie that, you know, has the right, as it appears to me from the video, that she should be able to tell people. But first of all. You're talking to millions of your followers. And of course, it's going to spread further out because she likes to do these controversial things. You're sitting in a robe with what appears to be no bra And you have the nerve to, be to try and lecture someone on, on how what they to look. wear right. and how they present themselves. Right. Sis, right. somebody needs to tap you on the shoulder. Yeah, very. And tell you to put on something a little bit more appropriate. Right, right. Yeah, yeah very. Very hypocritical, you know, very, you know, not being able to use perspective, you know, and I think, again, like I said, I, I, I am puzzled at society as a whole, their need 
men men specifically need to uh con- control women and women b- people black folks their so much their interest with what black people black women wear how they look you know i i, I think it's weird All that there's so much avoid it if yeah. everybody would just mind their own business right because like you said in the grand scheme of things you know them deciding to wear their bonnets you know their pajamas on a flight in the grand scheme of things that affects nothing okay. not even them <laughs> right right you know um again you can have an opinion you could say like i said my opinion is yeah that's kind of tacky you know but at the same time it's like they're not going about my business you know i don't feel as a fellow black person yeah you know the blacks we you know the black community i feel like i need to go like like she said tap them on the shoulder and say hey 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 you know the rules you know i need to take your black card because you out here disrespecting us making us look bad you know and I think we are probably the only community that does this right. on this grand yeah, absolutely. scale. Absolutely. And it's just like, absolutely. bruh, we already have so much, much to worry about yeah. that we have to deal with. And now my own people are trying to, quote unquote, tap me on the shoulder about something that I'm wearing. Right. She tapped the wrong person on the shoulder with that mess. Because <laughs> she ain't. Because she ain't. The Parkers look. She slimmed down. You know, somebody might. <laughs> somebody might give her a run for her money. You know, mm-hmm. and then she'd be on Instagram talking about. You know, I can't understand why we can't have a conversation without. Why we it, can't it, all get along? Why, and love my sweet babies, girl. If you don't get out here with that mess, <laughs> get on somewhere. All right, all right, all right. So I was going to talk about this other story, but I don't want to because I'm already spent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um all right. that me even more. Yeah, yeah. So so I think that's gonna be it for for the culture. Um I don't have anything particular for the hookup. Like I said, it's been a, a short weekend and you know, I'm in <laughs> I don't have anything necessarily, you know, the hookup anything to talk about. Father's Day, I guess, is coming up, so make sure you start looking for those Father's Day. I already have Okay. All right. All right. So that's my hookup for this week. Make sure you get something nice for the father in your life. Make sure you let them know they appreciate it because I think Father's Day is coming up in another week or so. So no, it's actually the twentieth. Oh wow! It's really late. Wow. Okay. And I won't even be in the country. So me and my brother are having to do Father's Day early. Early. Okay. With our dad. All right. Yeah. So whatever the situation is, make sure you do something special for your father for this. Father's Day, and I think that's yeah, and I think that's going to end the show this week. Uh, thank you to everybody who's been listening so far. Thank you to our supporters. Thank you to everybody. If you do want to show us some love, there's a couple ways you can do it. You can download, rate, and review the show. We're on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, and we're on Spotify. If you want to reach out to us on social media, you can do so via Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We're at the Snob OS Cast. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube. We post every Friday on YouTube, the actual full show. So you can find us at Snob OS Cast. And of course, be sure to do all the YouTubes, like, subscribe, follow the channel, subscribe, all that good stuff. Uh, Definitely, if you want to leave us a comment, you want to reply, you want to give us some ideas, give us some feedback, definitely you can do that. You can do that via the web or at snobboscast.com or you can shoot us an email. 
snobOSCast at gmail.com. If you want to take it even further and show us the support, you can join our Patreon for a little as $5 a month. You can get access to our pre-show, you know, content that we don't talk about on a regular show. You get access to the show early. So all of these references to the things that we say at the time, it'll actually be in real time versus getting it two days later. <laughs> and you get access to our chat community and you can find us on Patreon. If you go to patreon.com forward slash cast. Finally, if you want to give us a love offering, a one-time donation, tell us we're doing a good job. You know, keep up the good work. You know, any little bit counts. So we'll definitely take that. Uh, but you can do it via PayPal. If you go to paypal.me forward slash snobos, you can give us a love offering that way. So other than that, I think that is it for this week. So other than that, we are out. Peace. Bye.